Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, No Hassle Newsletters, and host of Dream Business Radio, this podcast in its ninth year. Welcome to another fantastic live episode of Dream Business Radio. Today, I don't have a guest. It's all you got me the whole time. And I want to be talking about price elasticity, which is how to earn higher profits in your business by basically charging more for the same products and services you're selling today. All right. So who wouldn't want that? You know, as with all my trainings, 100% content rich based on my own personal experience, just let you know in case you're new here. And uh, this is also uh, all the same coaching that I'm giving my uh, dream business mastermind members, helping coach them to higher levels of success since 2009. Wow. Anyway, Boy, I guess that's responsible for all the gray hair. Anyway, before we dive in, I want to remind you that all six of my dream business books are available in digital format for free, part of my legacy building program. Uh, just say yes. Here is uh, Decide and Stop Waiting for It to Get Easier, ultimate, ultimate, ultimate uh, entrepreneurial mindset book. Decide so you can get those at Kindle. Good afternoon, Steve. You can get those um, at Amazon. So if you go to Amazon, for example, and type in Decide Jim Palmer, you'll see that book. And if you click my name, the author's page, you'll see all of my books on Kindle. You can download them all for free. Um, they're also available for some reason, you know, like Amazon, you can get them at Barnes and Noble in the form of a Nook book. I assume that's still something. And then <laughs> they're also in the iBook store. And uh, as I'm doing this broadcast, it is. Wednesday, February 16th, Stephanie and I are in the Keys of Florida. We're in Marathon, to be exact. We're going to be here through the end of March. If you've ever considered, well, time's starting to run out, but if you've ever considered doing either a half-day or a full-day private consult with me, it, wherever we are in the boat, it's a great place. But if you really want to uh, take advantage of something special, then um, let's talk about getting you down here to Marathon. Um, there's a hotel right here at the marina. There's one right next door. There's plenty of, plenty of places you can stay. Um, you can find out. All the information about that, I even typed this up because I can't type on the fly, at getjimpalmer.com. That is getjimpalmer.com. That was probably pretty quick. Anyway, all right, let's rock and roll today. I'm going to be talking to you about price elasticity. And the most important part, I'm going to dive right into it, folks, because <clears throat> I've got um, I got three more calls after this. So anyway, the most difficult part about charging more for your services is not, it's really honestly not some new marketing strategy or tactic. It is, it's actually quite simple, as is the case with a lot of things. Once you kind of peel the onion back a few layers, probably the biggest thing that you must know about charging more is you have to have the courage, or as I like to say, because I like to have fun, you have to have the cojones to raise your prices, to just gut down and do it, say it with a straight face. Um if charging more actually does involve changing somebody's mindset, I believe, as somebody I've been an entrepreneur for 
21 years, been coaching now since 2009. In most cases, I'd say 90%, 95%, let's go with 99% of the time, it's the owner, it's the entrepreneur's mindset that needs to be changed, not the customer's, all right? It's because we, set, believe it or not, sometimes we don't even place a high enough value on what we do for our customers. And part of that is because in some cases, it's, it's our God-given talent, our special skill. We've been doing it for a long time, so it comes easy to us. So we tend not to see the value of what we're doing in terms of, uh, from our customer's perspective. I sometimes find that changing our own mindset can be the most difficult part of implementing a strategy because, you know, entrepreneurs, whether you're new and bootstrapping, you know, whether you're in um, cash flow mode, as, as I like to say, or if you're actually um, in growth mode, nobody wants to put the brakes on growth. Nobody wants to like impede future sales or, or having new business come in. And so um, you think that if I raise my prices, I'm going to stop my growth. It's actually not going to happen. If you, Well, I should say if you do it correctly, there's a few variables you need to get correct. So whether you are simply setting a higher price or you do some simple things to alter the appearance of your products or programs, put in something else, do put in something else of value. For instance, if you're a coach, one of the things I, I, I help an awful lot of coaches start and or grow coaching businesses. One of the things I tell them, you know, when you're looking at maybe whether you've got a checklist of goods or you got the, the bulleted items, the benefits that are included in your program, there are things that you could put in your program that have real immense value to your customers. You're going, I don't see that. For example, extra coaching. One of the things I do is I put in, I have three different coaching levels and I put in, in addition to the monthly calls, that you get both privately with me and in our group mastermind, I put in some extra calls to be used as you needed. And then I even have a third level called 911. It's like, I've had people that were like either traveling to give a speech. They were like literally backstage, Jim, I really need help. I, I need some boosting up or whatever, or what do I do? I could, And they need a 911 to the best of my ability. If I'm available, I will get on and help them. So those are things that have real value, right? So as you're looking at your program as a whole, now, I don't know if this is a secret or not, but a large majority of the extra calls or 911s aren't ever used. When they are, they're hugely valuable, but you can list them as a benefit to your coaching program if that's what you do. And it's something that actually does, has no cost of goods. You see what I'm saying? You can build in a lot of benefits. You can set yourself apart from other, other folks who do what you do. I guess that's the point I was trying to make there. So you can, you can make it so, um, you know, a lot of people, I think they, well, do I have to have greater demand for my product? What if I have a commodity? I'm telling you with even commodities, I was in the bicycle business for a lot of years. We did certain things. Now it, it, I was 21 years old when I started running this store and we had um, what I would consider B level lines, like back in the day. And I'm talking folks, 21 years old is a long time ago, but Schwinn, Raleigh, um, uh, specialized was brand new. Trek was brand new. I mean, they're behemoth brands today, but I had B level brands. And yet I grew one of the biggest stores in Pennsylvania. One of the ways I did that is I had, I had a lifetime guarantee. I'm not going to go into all the details. I had free tune-ups. I did all these different things, which set me apart from the other bicycle stores who used to stick with the standard manufacturer's warranty, lifetime and frame one year in parts. So I did other things. Did they, did they hurt me? No, they didn't. I think that's a whole other thing. Sandy, how Sandy Lou, how are you doing? Happy New Year to you. Anyway, price elasticity gives you the opportunity to raise your prices, again, often much higher than you even think possible. 
if you first place the correct value on your skill or program and then market it correctly, that's a huge part of this. And when I say marketing it correctly, I mean everything about positioning yourself, positioning your brand, positioning the programs and services that you offer so that when your customer even comes to you, they perceive you to be a step above the competition. Price elasticity, obviously, is one of, the, one of the primary areas I focus. I had a brand new client, actually not a brand new client, but a, a new client that's had been with me for like three years, took a year or two off, and now we're back. And I'm like, the, one of the main things we're going to do is we're going to eliminate this hourly fee. Oh, everybody charged by that. Well, you're not. And our, it just makes it so easy to compare. So what are you going to do instead of hours? We've got three different packages. you got package A, B, and C. And I'm going to come up with much more creative names. But packages help differentiate you from somebody who's also do does what you do, but they charge by the hour. So the, one of the other things I wanted to share with you, and I realized my brain's uh, already, my little voice said, your, your brain's going way too fast. So I'm going to tell you to listen to this a second time. Okay. <laughs> this is how I roll all day long. I go in 30 minute increments from one call to the next. And I go really, really quick. Cause I want every 30 minute coaching call to really have a lot of value. Anyway. So one of the things you want to do is you want to structure um, the program that you're offering to have the highest perceived value. So instead of charging by the hour, you could have, a, you could, for instance, you could say, I charge by the result. I charge by the outcome. I charge by the fill in the blank. And when people are looking for whatever it is you offer or the result that you do, if you, you know, do some kind of service, they're then figuring, okay, if I'm going to invest or pay for this, but this is the outcome, that's better. Sometimes when, I mean, when you hear like an attorney, I'm not knocking attorneys, but it's one of the first places that you often hear charge. Oh, I charge $500 an hour. What in the hell? Well, if they help keep you out of jail, is it worth it? <laughs> yes. So there's an hourly fee and then there's a fee for service, or as I like to say, a fee for outcome or a fee for result. Does that make sense? I actually can't see you right now. So if you're liking this, hit a, give me a thumbs up, give me a comment. Cause I'm telling you, we're only 10 minutes in. I'm already blowing this thing out of the water. And I know that for sure because I do this all the time. I'm going to share with you by way of example, I'm going to share with you a couple of the stories um, ways that I've helped some of my dream business mastermind members. So one person came to me, which actually I was very honored because this person actually, I'm not, I'm not going to name the person, but they're, they're, they're a high level, not a sales trainer, but they're a high level person who helps people close deals higher. And he hired me to help him raise his prices. So I'm talking, okay, however that works. Anyway, the, I said, what's your highest price program? If someone wants to work with you personally and privately and confidentially, and he said, $7,500. And I said, how long is that by disease? Oh, it's about 60 days. I can usually get results quicker, but I think if I get a result in seven days, somehow, you know, $7,500 doesn't seem right. I said, that's true, but you're also going to find things as you go along. So we agreed 60 days. I said, I'm going to have you develop a 90 day program. That's not, it's not one third more of your time, but we'll just structure it out a little bit differently. So it's about the same amount of time, but it's 90 days instead of 60 excuse me, uh, the person's program, I just remember was five grand. I said, what do you think you're, what do you think the most you could ever charge? 7,500. I said, no, here's the next time you have a prospect. I told him, this is how you present it. No more uh, fee. I said, we're going to base it on the result. We're going to base it on ROI and proceed value according to what the customer wants to achieve. What is the result they want to have? And so therefore I said, your price for the same program, although we're slightly modifying it is 17.5. He, he's like, gulp gulp from five grand or 7,500 to 17,500. He closed it. I gave him some techniques. He closed it. The next one, we went to 24,500 and then he closed one at 27,500. Essentially the same thing. And because I helped him frame it and structure it in a way that tell me about the result you'd like to achieve. One person I'll tell you wanted to grow his 
at home revenue by a hundred grand. He was already about six figures of take home pay. So I want to grow by a hundred grand. And my, my point to this sales person client, I'm very careful. I don't want to say a name. I, I said, um, so if you, if you train them and give them your techniques to help them bring in another $100,000 in income and you get rewarded by five grand or 7,500. I said, does that seem fair? He says, no, it seems really cheap. So I helped his own mindset figure it out. And that's how we got to 17,5, 24,5. And then the last, the third one he did was close to 30 grand for essentially the same program. So it's a mat. So that's one example of how that works. Now, listen, um, that client with just closing those next three clients brought in, I'm thinking if we added all that up, I'm thinking it was close to almost 70 grand, right? 70 grand uh, just by changing a few things. This will absolutely work. I'm, I'm guaranteeing it will work in just about any business if you do it correctly. If you're multitasking right now, and I, at 13 minutes after the hour, I've already given you about an hour's worth of good stuff. You should stop right now because I'm going to urge you to pay attention because some of the things I'm going to share with you over the next 10 minutes, I'm going to try and be out of here in 30 minutes. Again, I'm, I'm pretty busy this afternoon. Anyway, so my client, as I said, went from closing um, normally either 15 grand or or what would 7,500 times 30, 15, that'd be like 25 grand. He closed almost $70,000. So that is a huge swing. Another client that I'm working with actually right now is a photographer. Pretty much a very competitive business. There's a lot of photographers not making a lot of money right now with the types of cameras are out, the editing equipment. And this is not photography of 30 years ago. That Today, it's very, very competitive. And um, this, this um, client, I helped figure out of all the different types of photography that he's doing, there's a certain niche in that field that's, that's really doing well. And um, it doesn't involve working with... Um, well, I think I could tell you because it doesn't matter, but um, it doesn't involve working with private um, families and portraits and stuff. It's taking pictures of houses for residential real estate uh, salespeople. So I said, let's build that up because I, you know, what I said, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking a lot of photographers think I don't want to photograph houses. I photograph nature. I photograph birds. I photograph people. Houses just seems a little down. He goes, some, some people have that perception. I said, let's build that part of your business up. What I did in, in the month of December, in about three weeks' time, we created three different packages and we pre-sold um, house photography packages for 2022, the year we're in now, in December. And in little less than three weeks, he put in $10,750 in his bank account pre-selling these packages because we framed it in a way that it was a great value for the real estate people. And there's a lot more to it than that. But I'm telling you, put, getting more cash in the door Charging more for your goods and services, even if you're in a commodity, is is something that can and should be fixed, right? So it, it really has to do with providing a higher level of service and a higher perceived level of service, right? Don't let the word perceived bother you. We're not doing anything shady or shysty or anything like that. Most of the time, we're uncovering very cool stuff that you do that just seems commonplace to you. And I said, no, that's noteworthy, right? So that's what we need to do. There are many reasons why uh, certain people will pay higher prices. When you're figuring out what to do in your business, I'm going to tell you some of the, what I call drivers of, of higher profit margins. So number one, convenience. Can, is there any way you can make what you do more convenient for your customers? Speed of delivery is a second one. Uh, as I just mentioned, a higher level of service is, is generally what people like. And I think a higher level of service actually goes to speed of delivery and convenience. In other words, if somebody calls, um, uh, let's see, 
it's hot down here most of the time. Somebody calls it air conditioner. Oh, we're, we're booked till, you know, let's say Wednesday. We're booked till Friday. Maybe I'd get out there Saturday or Monday. They call somebody else. Well, we do have an X, XYZ package, especially if, if you're on a boat, because it's pretty important. Um, I can get somebody out there this afternoon or first thing tomorrow morning. Um, would you like us to do that? Boom. Yes, I would like you to do that. What's it going to cost? And he would state the price. And of course, you could sit there and sweat until Monday or you could say fine. Right. So it's a higher level of perceived value. Somebody's going to pay for convenience. Someone's also going to pay more for speed of delivery. Let's see what old Craig. Craig Lean's a very smart man, by the way. My believe I charge more because I'm worth it. I'm worth it because I charge more. <laughs> well, actually, that's a very important point. Um, that's an important point that uh, my friend Gregory made. Gregory calls me Jim, but I call him Gregory anyway. That's neither here nor there. But um, it's very true. And and you know, sometimes to help people understand you're worth more, so charge more and charge more because you're worth more. It is this vicious circle that sometimes goes on up here, right? Um Hello, Tim. Good, good to see you. By the way, if um, if uh, Phil Brakefield shows up, please let me know you're here, Phil. I'd like to show you something based on your post this morning. Anyway, you're probably out play, playing your new 12-string guitar. But anyway, most business owners fail to place a higher enough level of perceived value in order to raise their prices. One of the ways that I learned this was very early on, actually almost 20 years ago when I started my first newsletter business, I was working with a printer and I was figuring that I was going to create customer newsletters for my clients that way it was mailed to their customers. And then, you know, I kind of knew that you could mail newsletters to prospective customers. And then one of my clients was in the HVAC business said, hey, Jim, I'd like to mail, let's say, I think he was mailing about 1,500 newsletters a month to his customers. He said, I'd like to mail 1,000 extra newsletters to people that we are fine to be prospective customers. If I give you some of the details of what and who I'm looking for, can you help me with that? I said, yes, had no idea at the time. I contacted my buddy in the printing said, okay, tell me what they want. And he, my buddy came up with a mailing list. And I said, how do I charge for that? And he goes, there's the cost of the list and the cost of knowing how to get that list. So I knew the cost of the list. I put an appropriate upcharge on the value of, I said, listen, Mr. Customer, HVAC customer, here's a list of 3,000 homeowners within five miles of your uh, work area that have an average in household income of $80,000, have 2.3 kids, three, what, what all, all the parameters are, right? And in these areas, these homes tend to be a little older, so they have heaters that need service more often. So we can mail all 30, th all 3,000, or we can mail 1,000. Let's start out with 1,000. So we started that. Now, the, the reason I just told you that story if I had just said, okay, here's the cost for an additional printing of a thousand newsletters, here's the cost of the mailing list. But no, I had a fee on there to actually go get that information because I knew how to do it by me way of asking my buddy in the printing business, right? So what you know how to do has real value. I hope that made sense. I, th I think it did. Anyway, customers will always pay more to do business with someone who they believe is the best there is. That's my next point. Ah. It's just water. A little bit later, it'll be something else. Anyway, customers will pay more to do business with someone whom they believe to be the best there is. Who they believe stands the best chance of providing the service, providing the value, providing the relief, the benefit, the outcome that they want, right? And one of the best and most important ways that you can advance your celebrity expert status is by becoming an author, Lots of ways we can do that. I mean, we can do it with your brand, with social media, with blogging, with video, hosting your own podcast. But becoming an author is 
by far and away, like, oh my God, you wrote a book on that. Well, even if the book sucks, they're going to go, oh my God, you wrote a book. Everybody wants to write a book. A lot of people have, I have a book in me, but you actually wrote a book on that. Yes. Right. It's an amazing thing. That's honestly one of the, one of the busiest parts of my business is helping my clients become published authors through one of my companies, which is Success Advantage Publishing. I even got that thing ready to go. It's funny when I'm just doing my own training, I have a little more time to prepare. When I'm preparing for a guest or we're doing a little 10 minute preview, I, I never forget to put these, never remember to put these up. So anyway, Success Advantage Publishing will show you that part of my business and show you some of the cool authors that we uh, helped create. Anyway, that is actually a very, very fun part. It's probably the busiest part right now. I think we have a total of six books uh, in the process right now. We started uh, our seventh book literally about an hour and a half ago. So anyway, what do your customers want more than anything? There's two things, and it's not cheaper prices or this, that, no. Two things that your customers want more than anything. And by the way, this would be a writer down, or if you're not writing anything down, let me go back and see if I can see any comments. Uh, okay. So anyway... Hope and certainty. Those are the two things. When you and think about your own, about your own self as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a customer, you want hope and certainty. Customers, clients, patients, if that's who you're dealing with, they want, no matter what the niche is, they want to pay someone who they deem to be the best at what they offer. They will typically pay more if they believe that person has a better chance of actually delivering because everybody's got the good story, right? But if they find this I have more hope and certainty going with this person, even if it's more, that's who they're going to go with. You know, we don't often mention it in the sales process, but most customers make buying decisions with a certain amount of skepticism. I know I do. I don't think I'm, I'm that odd, right? It's just human nature. And through marketing and the way you talk about yourself, the way you conduct yourself when you're working with clients, you can help your customers overcome their level of discomfort or skepticism in the way you present yourself. I'm having a conversation in my head. Do I want to share something? It's pretty, I'm going to share something right now. If, if you, if you give me a thumbs up or a couple of comments, I'm going to assume you do, but we're on a delay. So I'm going to go ahead anyway, but I'm going to share something that I hadn't planned on, but it just popped into my head. It just so happens the person I'm working with right now, building their book and I'm helping them dramatically increase their fees. We actually talked about that. And, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to cover that later. I'm going to save that because uh, I, I, I got to carry on. It's 322. I see. I, I opened a loop there. Let's see if I close it by the end. <laughs> the next thing I want you to realize, though, is that your skill isn't typical. Your skill isn't typical. Sharon, well, we'll see, Steve. I'll see how I go. I believe we are all blessed with God-given skill and talent. The most successful entrepreneurs are those fortunate enough to figure out how to use their skills and talents to build a business initially Combine that with their passion for serving others, making a difference in, in your customers' lives, making an impact on the on your neighborhood and the environment, the planet, whatever, whatever your aspirations are, and then being able to charge a certain fee of, to make your abilities worthwhile, right? That's the whole reason you start a business in the first place. And don't let any of the um, common negative uh, trash that you hear in media and things like that dissuade you. The only reason to start a business is so you can generate a profit, so you can support your family, your retirement, your income, plan your kids. If God forbid you got girls, you're going to pay for college out the wazoo, weddings. I mean, your business is your livelihood. Okay. First and foremost, it's a business that should make a profit. You should be handsomely rewarded for everything that you do. So never forget that. All right. Now I'm going to say something that you should 
I think somebody just banged on my boat, but I got to let that go because I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to say something right now that that'll probably hopefully change the perspective you have on how you set your own prices. Okay. So here it is. Ready? You are not your average customer. You are not your average customer. And isn't that something when you're thinking about prices, well, this is how long it takes me. For example, the mailing list, I know I can get that in about 15 minutes because I use a very, a very important vendor. I know it's going to have this much value so I can put this much markup. But what is this mailing list, this precise list of names that has immense value if out of those thousand names, if we mail a newsletter even six times, like over half a, over half a year, we mail six copies to those thousand names and even six out of a thousand. If six people become clients to my HVAC customer and their average customer is going to be worth 10, 12, $15,000 a year, what a huge ROI. Do you see what I mean? Nothing is typical. And nothing that you know, nothing that you know how to do is typical. So, by the way, we all have, um, we may have similar backgrounds or things like that, but that's really not what it's all about. It's not even about how many alphabet letters you have after your name. Like, you know, maybe maybe you went to school for 32 years and you, you've got, you know, 52 titles. By the way, your customers have no clue what they stand for. Now, you may think Jim Palmer, PhD, haha, all these other things. And, and there's three lines of letters and commas and Nobody knows. And furthermore, nobody gives a damn. I'm sorry to tell you that they don't give a damn. If you if you have the confidence, if you promote hope and certainty with your brand, the way you talk about yourself, the way you um, do some uh, sales scripting and things like that, that's actually what's going to close more deals. You know, uh, earlier when my buddy Craig Valine said, I'm worth more and I charge more and I charge more because I'm worth more or something close to that. The fact of the matter is, if and I've had this happen to me many times. So if if I charge $4.97 a month and somebody else charges $2.97 a month and somebody else is $97 a month, I might to some people look, oh my God, that's expensive. But to the kind of customer I'm trying to attract, they go, how good is this guy at $97 a month if Jim's $4.97 a month? It must be a better program. It might be more than I can afford. It might be a stretch. But at $4.97, intuitively, you got to think it's got to be a better program, right? Unless I got crappy marketing and you know, I don't. So charging more has, is very, very much uh, an important part of that. Um, gosh, I got to get rolling here. Uh, so anyway, so I want you to understand the total value that you provide your customers and clients, your knowledge and expertise, they are definitely worth something. It's worth the time to look at what you're offering, structure your offers. If you're charging by the hour, you must get away from that. You've got to come up with your um, with your programs. I'm a big fan of having three different programs. I mean, Sears used to do Good, Better, Best. Radio Shack used to do that. Having three items is uh, three different programs is a really good thing to do. By the way, how much is too much? That's a question we always get when you get near the end of this training. How Well, how much is too much, Jim? Well, how do you know what when you're charging too much? It's actually pretty simple. You should be getting some complaints if you're face to face with your prospects and you give them the you give them the investment to, it, that's necessary in order to work with you. And they go, hmm, oh, hmm, <laughs> you know, something like that. Then you know you're on the right path. If somebody if if you say, by the way, my price is four ninety seven. Okay, let's do that. You should immediately smile and say, great, let's get started. And inside the little voice goes, God, God, I just left $300 on the table. So you should be hearing and getting some pushback. I just, and this is unscientific of me, but I've been doing it a long time. 
you should be getting pushback from at least 20% of your prospects. If 20% of your prospective customers, when you quote prices, fees, et cetera, wince, and then a certain amount of that 20% go forward anyway, you're in the ballpark. By the way, what if you lose uh, 10%? Your fees are going to be higher. You're going to make more money working with less people. Isn't that wonderful, right? So if you don't if you don't occasionally lose a client or a prospective client because your prices are deemed too high in their opinion, you are not charging enough. I want you to remember that. So the bottom line as I get to wrap up here, get out and move on with my day. Hope this is good for you. Please share. And if you're listening on the replay, say hashtag replay. Good stuff, Jim. Let me know that you like these uh, weekly get-togethers. Anyway, so the bottom line on this very important topic of profit boosting is this. The key to substantially boosting your profits is always, number one, provide incredible value, world-class customer service, have an amazing brand, market it correctly, and grow your business and your checking account. All right. That wraps up this training on how to uh, increase your prices. It's really, it's really, really amazing. This client that I started working with today has more than double the size of their business in the last few years. And we're going to double it again this year. And one of the key ways I'm doing that is moving this person off of an hourly fee onto these package prices. We even started working up some of those packages today. It's so exciting. Anyway, I hope that, I hope that helps you. Um, that wraps up this very special live edition. Uh, next week, we actually have a guest. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it'll be good. <laughs> Remember, get your free digital version of all six of my books. Here's two of them. There's a third one back there. Look at that beautiful home. I'm sitting right there, by the way. Just say yes. Get all free, all six of my books for free. And again, if you're interested in um, applying for a uh, private coaching session, you can go to dreambizcoaching.com. That's also my uh, dream business mastermind, which is the preeminent mastermind group on the planet for growth oriented entrepreneurs. If you want to see more about what it means to have me and my team help you become a published author, go to successadvantagepublishing.com. And for the rest of things, all things go to getjimpalmer.com, getjimpalmer.com. But that's it until this time next week, another fantastic show next week. We'll have a special guest. Um, and I'll let you know who that is next week or sooner with my awesome marketing. But that's a wrap. Until this time next week, I'm Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach. You have an awesome day. Take care, everybody. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.